It is the third week of a brand new program. This is Say What with Mike and MJ. We are broadcasting live on the uh, Anchor.fm radio network. And I don't really mean live. I mean maybe more so pre-recorded. <laughs> it's Mike and MJ here along with you. This is Mike and MJ's on the other side. How are you tonight? I'm good. How are you? I am great. It is uh, awesome to be, uh, to be back for third week of show How, how's everything been for you over the past week is getting better um our oven is now working so i'm in my betty crocker phase oh no i'm making brownies and not the fun kind <laughs> i was i was gonna say i mean <laughs> what kind of brownies but so so you know are you talking like double fudge you know your regular Just kind of brownie. regular milk chocolate with some walnuts and we got some vanilla bean ice cream that we're gonna eat with so i'm excited that sounds absolutely delicious it is and then that folks is how you quarantine 15 here we come <laughs> oh man so what else has been going on? I know uh, we've been talking a little bit off air and you said you are about to go back to work. Is that a sign of returning to normalcy a little bit at least? Um, yeah, in a way. Technically, I've been working, quote unquote, offline, I guess. I would call it work because I still had to go in. Um, now I will just actually be facing customers and dealing with them face to face instead of over the phone but you know one thing i am happy is that they did shorten the hours we are opened so i still be getting off at six which is amazing but yeah i think it's a good sign of returning back to normacy if that's even a word uh it is um and it's a good sign in a way to kind of mentally you know make you feel that things are getting better um I mean, judging by the numbers, clearly things really aren't better, but, you know, they're, they're trying to put certain things in place to at least give people a better semblance that life maybe isn't all that bad. And, you know, we're going to touch upon um, a story or a topic in just a little bit about Georgia possibly looking to, well, not possibly mm-hmm. looking to, they are going to reopen. Um, but it's funny too, that you talked about going back to being in, you know, that customer facing role. Um earlier today i saw my first customer in person probably in the past month oh my um, god yes they didn't shun you <laughs> no they didn't so um the way it works is this morning i called him i spoke to him on the phone because we're doing the whole calling from home thing and um he bit on what i wanted to sell him so we kind of had to figure out the logistical side of it um long story short we made it work with social distancing so I sold him on TV, but I had to end up being in front of him to actually do the sale. Yeah. So I had to go to a local store, get some TV boxes. Then I pull up in front of his house, call him. He meets me in his driveway. I'm standing at my car. He's standing in the middle of his driveway and we just start talking about uh, the sale. So I kind of think about it really quickly. I'm like, all right, how am I going to do this? What is it that I need from him? I'm like, sir, the the biggest thing I'll need from you is your credit card. He's like, no problem. Let me go get it. So I had gloves on. He had gloves on. He gave me his card. Um, I said, okay, I'm going to do the sale from inside my car, but but I'll have you on speakerphone in your house and, and I'll talk through everything. 
He's like, okay, cool, no problem. So we do the entire transaction while I'm sitting in my car. He's in his house. And boom, get the boxes set up on his account and everything's activated and ready to go. So I tell him, I said, okay, sir, I'm going to leave these boxes on your front doorstep with your card. When I see you come out to get everything, I'm going to drive off. Cool. He, go, he comes out. He's at the front door, waves me off. I leave. He gets his boxes. He sets them up. He's good to go. So salesman shipping in um, pandemic times. It's a, little, it's a little bit different than usual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, crazy. It, it's crazy because literally, you know, that what that's my first sale for the month of April so far. And, and we're nearing the end of the month. So it's not being, it's not easy being a salesperson in these times. I'll just leave it at that. It's not. And then when you are considered an essential worker, even more you're so. fighting between like, am I really essential? Cause I don't feel essential, but then you're grateful to have a job, but then you exactly. want to stay home, but you want to stay home with pay. But at the same time, you kind of want to go out on your own terms. Cause you know, you, you, drive yourself crazy staying in the house oh, so yes. it's it's finding the perfect mix but i just want to say that my job was opening before kemp made his announcement so i do not want to be associated with that <laughs> no and and that's what we're going to touch upon now and probably do a little bit of a um deep dive into is that topic, if you haven't heard by the time this publishes, um, we probably have been living under a rock. But yesterday it was announced by uh, Georgia Governor Kemp that select businesses are looking to reopen effective this coming Friday. Uh, so that was, that's going to be the 24th. Um, so I'm just going to read this little piece here um, from CBS 46 Atlanta. And we'll, we'll talk it a little bit. We'll talk through it a little bit. So, um, Governor Brian Kemp on Monday gave the green light for most businesses in Georgia to reopen with restrictions amid the coronavirus pandemic. Kemp is following the White House's criteria to reopen America, which includes three phases. He went on to say that we are on track to meet the criteria for phase one, which means gyms, fitness centers, barbershops, bowling alleys, beauty shops, salons, body art studios, and more will be allowed to reopen effective Friday. While private social clubs, theaters, and in-person dining at restaurants will begin this coming Monday, the 27th. Businesses will still be required to enforce social distancing and implement increased sanitation practices. Um, Those things include screening workers for fevers and uh, respiratory illnesses, enhancing workplace sanitation, wearing gloves and masks as appropriate, separating workspaces by six feet, uh, teleworking where at all possible, and implementing staggered shifts he um the article goes on to finish saying that the state's shelter in place order will remain in effect until the 30th kemp said that if a hotspot of the virus develops the state can step in he's also allowing hospitals and medical facilities to resume elective surgeries that are deemed essential it's a lot of controversy a lot of people unhappy with this decision um some people that are uh where do you fall in it well, uh, I understand why we're having to open up on an economical stance. And everybody's like, oh, you know, fuck the economy. Mm, we can't. 
let's remember what happened during the Great Depression where people were literally burning their money because it meant nothing. And I have a lot of it saved up because I'm trying to buy a house. So I don't want to be able to burn my money. But, you know, a lot of small businesses just cannot survive. And, you know, there's these theories or I don't know if they're theories or whatever about unemployment and how it's just getting way too high. So if your business is open, you kind of have to go back to work and therefore can't file for unemployment. So I get everybody's point of view and saying we haven't flattened the curve. There's, you know, not that many testing centers. Um, It's only going to get worse. We're going to hit a second wave. On the other side of that is you don't have to go out, people. You can stay your ass at home. So I, with some businesses like barbers, cosmetologists, hair designers, you know, some of those, I get it because if you are like a hair salon, you can practice the six feet of distancing. You and your client, because it's one-on-one, can wear a mask and wash your hands. And you kind of have that interaction where you can make sure that you're being safe, like the same precautions that you have to take regardless. But what I don't understand is why do gyms, fitness centers, bowling alleys, places where a lot of people can come to, and it's hard to sanitize so many different things because it's hard to stay on top of it. Why would you open that up? So that's the one thing I am against. But me personally, I will not be doing any of that stuff you know I've been joking to my husband how I really need to get my toes done because they dry but that's okay I will have dry feet and he loves my dry feet and I will stay at home I will go to work wash my hands make sure I'm taking the necessary precautions and then come back home I don't need to go to any of these places so people just hold on to your bridges stay (laughs) as at home you don't need a shelter in place order to shelter in place and something that i read recently which made sense they were like you know what if i decide to stay home and do my due diligence but then you got becky over here who went to get her hair done her nails done went for a massage then decided to go bowling then went to the church and then friday morning we're both at the grocery store and now i'm at a higher risk because she exposed herself to yes i get it But if you're doing the necessary precautions like you're supposed to be doing anyways, you'll be fine, which is the main one is what? Washing your hands. Mm -hmm. So if you wash your hands, wear your mask, everybody has Lysol or something to wipe down your cart. You shouldn't be taking a cart without wiping it down first. But wipe it down get in, get out and wipe everything down. Do everything you're supposed to be doing right now. Because that same person right now at this time, yeah, we can't go anywhere. But for example, myself, I had to go to four different grocery stores to get what I needed. So technically I'm one of those people that had to go to four different locations. It might've been, you know, a biohazard, but you don't, you don't know who's doing what. So it doesn't matter you got to take the necessary precautions because you don't know what the next nasty ass person is going to do. And I done told you last episode, people don't wash their hands. So even if we do have shelter in place, people still don't wash their hands. 
Yeah, the moral of the story continues to be, you know, people have got to look out for themselves first and, and, and do their part. If you don't do your part, you're just contributing to the problem. And I, and I feel you don't have the right to complain at that point. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm on the same idea and, and stance as you where, yes, we are able to go out and take advantage of these services that are reopening you know lord knows i definitely want to you know i haven't seen my barber in almost two months usually i go every like three weeks um you know i i want to get that taken care of but the rational side of me is like look you know you you can grow out the hair a little bit that's okay um you know it's not going to kill you because you know if let's say you go out there you get something then maybe it really can kill you so deal with the inconvenience a little bit you know, we've already been sheltered in place for so long. You know, what's another few weeks at this point? You know, we've already been at, to this point, you know, just, just make it last a little bit longer. Stretch it out if you need to. You know, don't contribute to the problem. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is the same customer that I just spoke about. Uh, you know, we had a little conversation and I told him, I said, dude, you're, you're the first customer I've seen in a month. And he started laughing and he's like, man, you know, it's, it's probably tough for you. I said, yeah, it's tough. You know, being at home, working all day from, you know, eight 30 to five in front of, in my house, in front of my computer, just, you know, not seeing anybody. I understand it, you know, probably more so than some others. And, you know, I, I would love to go out. I'd start, I want to start living life again too, but you've got to do the essentials, you know, you've got to go out just, well, rather you've got to go out just for the essentials, you know, mm-hmm. and, and nothing else, you know, you have to yeah. stick to that line. And I don't know if you've seen, um, you know, you being a fellow Georgian social media, um, people blowing this out of proportion. And I don't mean to start a debate here or a conversation in, in the negative sense, but I've seen some folks talk about this in a racial kind of conversation saying that some of these places that are looking to reopen are places that are maybe targeted towards the colored communities, beauty shops, nail shops, barber shops, um, places like that. Um, you know, and, and that maybe leads to, you know, down the conspiracy path a little bit. I can, I can understand that opinion a little bit, but I still think it's a lot of bullshit in there and they're just looking for a reason to pick at the right side. Um, I understand where they're coming from and get it from the economical, like, Oh, you know, they don't care about you guys or, you know, they're targeting the middle class and they want you to get sick and all this other stuff. I get it. But this boils down to choice. No one can force you to go to these places. Mm -hmm. If you want to, if you choose to visit these places, then you are contributing to the problem. Now, on the other side is the people who are forced to work, go back to work because their establishment is now open. It is your right to make sure that your job provides you with the necessary tools to keep you safe. I am comfortable going back to my job because I know my job has provided me the tools I need to be safe. And I also need to make sure that I'm taking the precautions of washing my fucking hands. That's like the most basic thing. But if you don't feel your job is giving you the tools, then definitely fuck the shit. Don't go. 
But if they are, and you're able to really control the whole situation, then go for it. You know, a lot of these businesses that are opening back up offer that one-on-one interaction. Like barbers and cosmetologists, you can make sure and say, hey, by appointment only, can you come? And I know some people who sell hair, who do hair, who do nails are very strict on appointment only. You got to wear a mask. You know, they have guidelines because they still got to make their money. You know, the hustle doesn't stop. Mm -hmm. So when you work for a big corporation, it gets very tricky. But if you go visit, you're contributing to the problem. Don't complain. If you get sick, don't complain. You decided to do this. So now what I will say is the motherfuckers in Michigan and everywhere else that are fucking rioting, talking about some give me liberty or give me death. Motherfucker, you don't know shit about being oppressed. Let me send your ass overseas and show you real oppression. You were told to stay in your nice little house where you have electricity, water, food, Netflix, everything going on for you. And you're talking about some you oppressed. But yet, when immigrants try to come to this country to make a better living for themselves, oh, no, nah, you can't come. That's illegal. Man, shut the fuck up. Like, that's that's the thing that I fucking hate, that I've honestly has fucking triggered my buttons, is that shit. No. Because anybody else tries to protest inequality, and it's like, if you don't like it, we'll get out. That's You know what? That's what I should say. From now on, anytime I see some shit like that, I'm like, well, if you don't like it, we'll get out. Go back to wherever the fuck you're from. That's going to be my response to everything from now on because that's exactly what people say to anybody protest. Well, if you don't like America, then just leave. Get out. This is the dumbest shit I've ever heard. And that leads to another topic of conversation. Um, Announced late last night, um, Trump announced he'd be signing a um, order where all incoming immigration into the U.S. Um, will be barred for the next 30 to 90 days. Um, and last night, some of the early comments I was reading was very much in that same vein of, oh, it's about time. Um, you know, he should have done this a long time ago, even before the pandemic. You know, this is really him just kind of getting what he wanted in the first place. And he's using the pandemic as an excuse. Just a lot of different things people were saying. Um, and there was uh, one person in the comments uh, that I remember reading. And this, is, this was off of Reddit last night. I hope I'm remembering it correctly. Where someone said that, okay, they're doing this. And parts of the country want to reopen. I hope all of these people that are anti-immigration will want to do the work that the immigrants have always had no problem doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, working in the fields, you know, doing the hard labor mm-hmm. that for so long has been their thing because they're, you know, looking to put in that hard work and get. And they're done. the only ones that are willing to do that. Exactly. You, so you so, wake your ass up at four o'clock in the morning and pick strawberries. Exactly. My, my ass ain't hell no. So, I only go outside to plant a fucking bush. <laughs> so you know who are, who are you guys to to be saying oh finally you know if 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 and you know if people are looking for work hey this is a good way to get people back to work. Mm-hmm. So so let's see if you know people start to maybe change their mind a little bit. I, I highly doubt it oh, because doubt of it the too. entitlement 
uh, you know, society that we live in. But I thought that was a fantastic comeback. Yeah, and, you know, it's okay. Once they see that their little avocados is going up to $5 an avocado and, you know, their little strawberries are now $10 a pack or there's no, you know, fruit and veggies for them to grab because there has to be somebody there to fucking pick it, then they're going to be like, come back, we need you. Yeah, damn right. Becky, because your ass ain't going to go out at 4 o'clock in the morning to go pick anything. Shit, my ass ain't going to go out at 4 o'clock in the morning and pick nothing either. So we there has to be people. There's, you know, it's, it's a business. There's a market for this stuff. We're not going to do it. But I'm not going to sit here and shun the next person who does do it and say, oh, you're the reason why we have issues in this country. No, bitch. Thank you, because you're doing the jobs that nobody else wants to do. Exactly. I've got a couple of new houses literally being built three to four uh, lots down in my neighborhood. And who do you think's building them? Immigrants. Exactly. And they are the hardest workers, some of the hardest working people I've ever seen. I mean, this morning I woke up to, you know, the sound of them starting to work and up until what, two and a half hours ago, they were still working and that was about seven thirty in the evening. And, and, you know, I normally wake up around six thirty seven in the morning. So that's a solid, almost 12 hours of them just continuously working. I, I, and I don't, like I said, want to make this a racial issue, but you will not see the average American of, 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 of I feel any race because of yeah. that entitlement that we have as Americans wanting to quote unquote stoop down to that level of work. So who are you to look at someone who's willing to do that kind of work and say, Oh, you have no right to be here. It's good. We're not letting more like you in here. Yep. But that just shows you, you know, it's a, um, what's that? What's that word? It's two-faced. Out there. Not two-faced. I mean, I okay. I, it's yeah, not exactly two-faced, but I know uh, where you're coming what? from. Um, what what is that word? It's like hypocrisy. Yeah. Yes. Word, but um, you know, it's just a lot of hypocrisy. People only, and this comes in a lot of situations. When it affects them, then it's a problem. <sighs> And and I again, I could I could go on a tirade all day, and I can I can throw this word entitlement around all day, but that's really what it comes down to. That we as a society, you know, and and you know, there are people like you and me who really aren't that way at all. But generally, you're you've got so many spoiled, entitled folks, you know, in this country, and, and I don't know if it's just. It's it's America. It's yeah. That's all it is. It's just us. It's just us. I mean, you do have other places in the world that are similar, but no one embodies it more the than Americans. this country. Exactly. We're we're the problem, but unfortunately, you know, a, a plague was coming. It had to come. If you watch some of the Netflix specials from last year, you knew it was coming, and we were not prepared. And here it is, and we're living it. Either do your part, wash your hands, take your precautions, be careful, or be one of these dumbasses out and about, catch it. 
even though the mortality rate is very low, which people tend to forget. But I understand that, you know, the healthcare system is overwhelmed, so it's hard to get that help, you know. So it's a little weird. That's another story for another time. But some people just, I hate to say this, but some people are just going to have to die. And, and it's it, sad. It's very I mean, sad, yeah, it, it, part, part of the answer is, is just that. I mean. <laughs> you know, <laughs> until, and until with everything happening, especially in Georgia, Georgia's going to be made an example of, watch. The second wave, I do believe, is truly coming. And it's going to kill off more people because you have it very well known in the state. You know, you have a lot of cases, a lot of people are more infected. And the CDC is here, which is so fucking sad, man. Like, we should be leading in this shit. But he just made a a mockery of us. But anywho, the second wave is coming. Georgia's going to be, unfortunately, we're chosen to be made examples of. And it's going to kill off a lot more people than the first go around. And hopefully people will learn their lesson. Maybe not. I'm not counting on it, sadly. But it's been a while since, you know, something of this magnitude has truly happened to kind of shake things up. I can't remember the last time something happened that really shook us up. Besides Trump getting voted in. But that was the last time. (laughs) Honestly, that was really the last time that I've felt genuine fear in my body but besides that you know it's been a minute i feel like okay i don't feel like i know that all of this centers around what you just said trump he is playing the long game um in regards to looking at the election later on this year Mm -hmm. and he's He's, I mean, clearly he's panicking and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to say this from an objective point of view. I'm, you know, it's no secret on the show that you and I don't like him, but I'm trying to look at it from the fact of, okay, he's trying to play it smart. I mean, yes, he's panicking. Yes, he's scared, but he is trying to play it smart looking at that reelection game and hopefully, you know, in his mind, at least, you know, the things he's doing are really centering around some of these battleground swing states and he's trying to do whatever to get favor um of the people in those places i mean florida was willing to open no problem um it's like a race of the south states yeah south carolina no problem alabama no problem mississippi no problem tennessee no problem and and yeah and and georgia's like uh, we were kind of the last ones but we knew we had to do it and and i when i say we i'm talking about the governor he knew he had to do it because he didn't want to a lose potential business to these other states that were reopening um, you know, because people will go somewhere to get whatever they want done. And two, you know, they're all buddies together. So he doesn't want to yeah. look bad amongst his fellow Republicans. So that right there is the core reason I feel as to why this at least partial reopening is happening. And it's just as simple <laughs> as that politics and the p- possible reelection for Trump. And what kills me, two things. One, 
the CDC is in your fucking state. Even they're telling you, these scientists who are a lot smarter than all of us are telling you, don't fucking do it. It's too early. Everyone's like, all these scientists showing you numbers, spreadsheets, facts. And you're going to say, you know what? I know we're supposed to wait until April 30th, but <laughs> surprise, we're going to do a little bit earlier than that. It's like, what the fuck? So I that's, mean, to me, a, a giant slap in the face. Honestly, though, it is a, it is on brand, though, for the Republicans, because, you know, even before the whole pandemic, you know, scientists have tried to talk to Trump about so many different things. And he just looks at him, goes in one ear, out the other, and does what he wants anyway. So science for at least him and his buddies and this administration really doesn't hold much, if any, water at all. So that wasn't all that surprising to me that they were willing to overlook the science yet again. Because like I said, it's, it's kind of on brand for them at this point, you know, four years of this, and it's been a consistent pattern but i think it's going to take what you just said uh, you know a few minutes ago that for this second wave this potential second wave to happen for them to kind of look at it and and maybe finally hopefully readjust their train of thought i had this conversation on facebook with um a friend yesterday uh you know i had posted about the reopening and he commented on it and i said look man you know politics aside this second wave is going to be a lot deadlier than the first. And I, it, it's sad that it's going to have to take that to happen um, for them to possibly, you know, open their eyes and see. Now I'm not claiming to be, you know, any kind of scientist at all. Who knows? There may not be, I mean, a, a, a possible second wave, but all of the, I feel the evidence is leaning towards that possibly happening. I could be wrong. But it, you know, you see cases, you know, and and I don't know how truthful this is. You know, the media loves to spin things one way or the other, but of people recovering and then, you know, testing positive again weeks after. So who knows really what's what, but I feel if the second wave does happen, that's it. That's the end game. You know, we're staying outside. He's going to snap his fingers. (laughs) And even though the mortality rate, I did the math here in Georgia, um, 18,947 confirmed cases with 733 deaths put us at a mortality rate of 3.86, so roughly 4%. It's not high, so your bounce back rate is definitely pretty good. But I'm more concerned of the testing availability. So you're not likely to die from it, but it's just unnecessary deaths, things that are preventable. But going back to what you were saying, I just don't appreciate, I can't fuck with anybody who rides the fence. So for Trump, he's like, yeah, free Michigan. And it's like, motherfucker, you're the one who made the national shelter in place order. So yours still trumps everybody else's. So if anything, if you feel this way, why don't you just go ahead and lift yours up today? If that's how you feel. But he's just riding the fence trying to, you know, stir the pot in states that are primarily, you know, swing swing states. So 
we've already had this conversation. I am preparing myself mentally because I genuinely feel that this man is going to win another four years. God help us all. But there's nothing we can do now besides wash our hands for the hundredth time. <laughs> and, and that's unfortunately the way it seems like it's going to be is that the it's mounting. I feel that, yes, there's a very good chance he is going to be um, continuing his run for another four, taking us to 2024. And I mean, if we're at this point now, Lord knows what we're going to look like in another four years, but that's a conversation for another time. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm scrolling through headlines as, as we're talking here and something that caught my eye, this is off of um, a website out of Boston. Says here that the CDC is reviewing "quote unquote" stunning universal testing results from a Boston homeless shelter. 146 positive uh, test results out of 397, but not one of the 146 people had any of the obvious symptoms. Um, you know, kind of just stating that the whole testing system right now is very flawed, generating a lot of false positives. Excuse me. She's listening to her best friend in the background. <laughs> it just started playing. <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> so, you know, I, I don't know about your thoughts on that, where a lot of these tests are flawed, generating false, positive, uh, false positives. Um, you know, as, as much as testing needs to be done, which I completely advocate, how much can you trust a lot of what's coming out? Well, to go slightly down the rabbit hole go for you know there was some conspiracy theories that stated that a lot of these numbers were made up to make it seem more Mm -hmm. scarier than what it is and even some of the deaths and if you actually look on the cdc website it states that if someone dies and they had symptoms of covid you know or they suspected it might be covid they have to put it down as a cold, like COVID-19 death, even though they didn't have a confirmed test. So, you know, let's say I just had, um, I don't know what the fuck, something crazy happened to me. Choked on a grape and I died. Well, technically I had breathing problems. So, you know, it's the mortician who makes the final call on my on my death certificate. So he could put down COVID nineteen related death, and boom, that's another tick for the the death count. So maybe in some way the numbers are being inflated to make it seem scarier than what it is. But, you know, once we compare these numbers to the other diseases out there, they're really small. But, you know, all the attention that's being put on it, it's like, oh, my God, I can get it by just touching a shopping cart. It's like, yeah, you can get a cold and sure, you can get herpes that way, too. But, like I said, people play to the fierce and we're buying into it. Don't get me wrong. We're all buying into it, so... I don't think we'll ever truly know the numbers because even China, I think a lot of reports have come out saying that China falsified a lot of their numbers, made it seem that it was better than what it really was. And maybe the United States is making the same worse. 
or maybe they just don't have a true handling on the numbers because they don't have the right testing or faulty tests. It's just a lot of what ifs and I don't think we'll ever truly get the truth besides washing your hands, people. And that's a, um, again, going down the rabbit hole slightly because that's kind of where my mind lives is in that conspiracy hole. But um, there's just so much disinformation out there. It, it's, it's tough to sort through. It's, it's mind boggling at the amount of it. And just trying to you know, begin to sort through it is a struggle. I guess is the right word to say. Um, You know, you can never really trust what's being told. You know, at the end of the day, literally four or five companies control all of the media in this country and potentially the world. So you, you don't know whose agenda is being pushed down your throat, depending on what you watch or who you listen to. Um, And I read something interesting earlier today on a, um, conspiracy page that I frequent. Um, and this is all alleged. I'm what I'm about to talk about, you know, we don't know if this is actually what's, what was said, or, you know, if this was faked, but allegedly a, um, a microphone and camera were getting set up for one of the white house briefings over the past couple of days. And the microphone was on and people were in the room talking and, through the conversation in the room, you heard someone tell somebody else off camera, but the mic caught it saying, you can go ahead and take off your mask. Everyone here has been vaccinated anyway. And this video has popped up. I've seen twice so far. Um, Now, obviously, like I said, it's easy to dub things. It's easy to fake things with the technology that we have these days, but let's, Let's play on the premise that this is true. Let's play with that for a second. You know, and to me, it wouldn't be a surprise if there is a vaccine that is out and is being supplied to the quote unquote important folks, the elites, whatever you want to say. And you know, people always question in these press conferences that Trump's in, you know, every day we talk about social distancing, you know, that that's going to be the term of I, the year I feel, but in his press conferences, there's like 10 of them on stage. They're all within a foot of each other, or if not right up against each other. And, you know, no one bats an eye about it. You know, and people on the internet, they talk about that all the time. You know, what's with the hypocrisy? Tell us the social distance, but they're up there on camera having a grand old time standing next to each other, talking and laughing. Um, and like I said, wouldn't surprise me if there was any kind of virus or vaccine. I'm sorry, any kind of vaccine that's out already. Um, you know, other people in, in the comments to this video said that, you know, making a vaccine for a select group of people is a lot easier than mass producing it. Um, you know, and, and maybe this allegedly exists. What's your take on this? I think you have yourself on mute. Broadcasting, ladies and gentlemen, broadcasting 101. My co-host is trying to get it together. Okay, there she is. It wasn't that. I'm still trying to figure out all the equipment. Damn you. (laughs) Um, Well, it kind of reminds me of 
big brother and people are like, oh, the government's going to have our faces and our recognitions of the fingerprints. And I always say to that, they've been had that. Do you not remember your handprint and footprint when you were a baby? They already got that on file. And your driver's license, hello. So my face ID on my iPhone, trust me, <laughs> they've already had it. But not only that, it's like, what can you do about it? And I don't have anything for the government to hide. It is known that the extremely wealthy always has first dibs at everything. It's just, you know, money is power. It buys you stuff, you know. So, unfortunately, when I die, I hope I get reincarnated as a wealthy white woman. Actually, no, no, no. As a wealthy <laughs> white man. That's the top of the ladder right there. Like Rothschild, Warren Buffett type of money. <laughs> Rothschild, no. preferably, but... Yeah, Rothschild money, but nothing else. No, no, I want it all. I want to know all the secrets. I want the power, the You're going to sell your soul? The Illuminati, the books, the secret uh, mission-worshipping, you know cult-like stuff i want to you don't want to be part of any of that believe me hey for all the richest but you know it's unfortunately if there's truth to it which i don't i wouldn't be surprised if there is i just can't put the energy into getting upset because there's nothing i can do about it you know we can do a revolution and i always think about that stuff and i'm like am i really going to be the one to go out there and protest and be part of the revolution it's like i can't truly say in my gut that i can because i have a one-year-old child to think of and i don't ever and this is with any and everything ever want to put myself in a situation where i where i can't come home or i won't be able to come home so sorry guys she trumps everything else out here but i wouldn't be surprised and it's it's sad to even say that you know this was expected if i mean like i said if it's true that this is a reality but it, it makes you think there is a vaccine, you know, what else is there if, even if there is a vaccine like i tell people motherfuckers there's been a flu vaccine for years do you get it now no mm-hmm. why i mean uh uh Okay, then. So even if they make a COVID-19 vaccine, your dumbass ain't going to get that one either. So stop bitching about it because you don't even get the flu vaccine, which I am a part of that group. I don't get the flu vaccine either until I had my child and she was not able to get the flu vaccine due to her egg allergy. So guess what Mama Bear had to do? Get the fucking flu vaccine to do what? Herd immunity. So me, husband, my, uh, my mom, grandparents, everybody had to get it because we had to protect her. But some of y'all dumbasses don't understand vaccines and how herd immunity works. But that's another story. <laughs> so go back to your, what, uh, what's the fucking call shit? Herbs and rock salts that you guys do anyways. And stop bitching like you actually care because you don't like you weren't going to vaccinate your child anyway, so don't even bitch that there is a vaccine because you weren't going to give it to your child or yourself to begin with. People just find stuff to bitch about. 
I mean, that's kind of why this show exists, too. That's true. <laughs> but this is me bitching about you bitching. <laughs> yes, and, and, you know, all of the bitchingness, it's, it's what makes the world go around, really, at this point. You know, having the ability to, you know, bitch worldwide, shoot. I think people, you know, years ago would have fought for the opportunity that we have these days to kind of voice our opinions and everything else. So maybe we shouldn't, you know take it for granted before you know it they'll if if, if this mar- yep they'll take it away from us martial law can't say nothing can't do nothing can't Which people were like please be nothing. give us martial law but now you're writing time i i need a haircut man shut the <laughs> fuck up oh that reminds me of a meme i saw on instagram uh the other night of uh, a doomsday prepper dude they photoshopped right. him um basically saying oh you know i'm prepared for you know 10 years to live in this small little you know 10 by 20 uh room i have dug out under my house and then a week later oh i wish i can get my hair cut and i just thought it was hilarious you you, you can't survive just stop you're fake so that's stay at home wash your hands that's gonna that's really my message this week's program brought to you by the National Hand Washing Society. I'm president. <laughs> I actually went, that's why I was going to four different stores because Walmart didn't have, didn't have foaming hand soap and my hands have been dried out if I use the regular stuff. So the foaming hand soap is a little bit more gentle on the skin. And since I have to go back to work, you know, they're going to buy us the cheap shit. That's yep. cool. I can go in the customer's restroom, but me... I'm using my need nice, the fancy, fancy, oh, the fancy hand soap, which I've got three bottles. So I'm good. You need to use that for yourself. Just like keep it in your purse and, you know, bring your purse. Well, I love my employees. So eh. I'm going to some, okay. <laughs> I, was just I tolerate say, who you my kidding? employees. So, you know, I, that's why I got three bottles to, you know, so we can all use it and be a part of it. And it's just too much work trying to take my soul, hide it. That's, that's a lot. And if any of those employees are listening, that's it. You ain't elaborating anymore. Yeah, you know who you are. <laughs> so I know people probably listening to this show, you know, three weeks in now. Is there anything else you're going to talk about other than this damn pandemic? And and believe us, we'd like Trust to, me, but that's I would really. Love to. Yeah. I don't know what else to talk about. You There's can't really... do shit not much else to talk about um other than this you know we we try to when we do you know the small amount of show prep that we do look for other things to talk about but you know after looking at two pages of things it ends up bringing you right back to this so hopefully as things slowly start to return to some kind of normalcy as things open up over the next uh, few weeks if there does not turn out to be any kind of second wave hey, we may start to talk about more different things. Um, but I'm not going to lie to you. I, I found something. I don't know if you looked at the link that I sent you in the email. There's an article I found off of theguardian.com. Oh. I at least wanted to talk about this and see if maybe, you know, we can wrap our head around this just a little bit. Because um, <laughs> this story just blew my mind. This is out of uh, Great Britain. Headline says it easy enough. Woman's attraction to chandeliers is not a sexual orientation, according to a judge. And I'm going to read this. What the fuck is that? 
Jones. <laughs> I, I, that's what I knew your reaction would be. I'm going to read a little bit of this and see if we can process it at all. A British woman in a long-term relationship with a 92-year-old German chandelier has been told that her attraction to historic light fittings is not considered to be a protected sexual orientation. Um, I guess they call their judges press regulators uh, over there, made the ruling after Amanda Liberty, yes, that's really her last name, a woman in her mid-30s, complained about an article in The Sun mocking her public declaration for, um, of love for Lumiere, her name for an intricate lamp she bought on eBay. She argued that the newspaper's article breached the code of conduct, which requires publishers to avoid prejudicial or pejorative references to an individual's sexuality. She identifies uh, as a what's called objectum sexual, an individual who is attracted to just everyday objects. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to continue with that. <laughs> she also raised concerns about the accuracy of the newspaper's reporting after the article referred to her as being married to the chandelier. She pointed out that she was simply in a relationship, but not yet married not yet married to it. The newspaper said that it did not doubt that her attraction to chandeliers was genuine. However, it said that the orientation in the context of the um, press regulators code, uh, da -da -da -da, since she was not legally able to marry the chandelier, it would not legally be discrimination. <laughs> what say you about that? Okay. People are fucking crazy. Uh, you can say that again. I don't know why this bitch thought that being attracted to a chandelier was a sexual orientation. Like they're gonna create this whole category for you. See, you you like what you like. Hey, do you boo? Because ain't got shit to do with me. <laughs> but what I don't get is when people take it to the next level and think that everybody's supposed to jump on the same boat as you. It's like, no, I don't mind you doing what you want to do, but don't try to get me on that boat. Like, no what possessor to take this to the court and this is how you know she doesn't have real friends <laughs> truth, I would have been like look bitch you're my homegirl I ain't telling you how to get your rocks off but please don't make a dumb ass out of yourself and go to the court tell my son this is a protected orientation like because when you do stupid shit like this it makes a mockery of the actual I don't know, I'm going to use the wrong word, activism going on for the other sexual orientations. And then you come with your dumb ass shit like, come on now, it's already hard out here for other people. Don't add this to the mix. Just keep you and your chandelier over there. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't, you ain't got no fucking friends. Probably why, because you was into some weird shit. She should have been on that show, My Weird Obsession. You know, people that yeah. be liking cars and, you know, fuzzy shit. Hey, do you. Don't give a fuck. But don't waste the taxpayer dollars. Now I want a refund. Getting back my money. I just thought that was a nice little <clears throat> distraction <laughs> from all the COVID talk. Yeah. Some people are just weird. I mean, not to make, you know, not to make us go back to the serious side of things too quickly, but, you know, like you said, there's so much authentic 
act like you said I, I can't think of the word so i'll use your word activism that's going on right now that i think everyone is in the mindset of wanting their thing whatever their thing is they want it to be a thing that's known i don't know if that makes sense does that make sense or am i just talking yeah no that makes sense so you have all of these 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 different folks you know the chandelier lovers the furry lovers the uh glass jar lovers i don't know just making that up but everyone wants their thing to you know be identified and to be out there in the public eye and people need to stop i mean i don't know obviously there's some kind of mental thing that you know causes folks let's use her for example ms um liberty here you know i i can't wrap my head around what would make someone attracted to a chandelier like physically i don't know if you can even say sexually but you know what is it about a? Sh- I, I can't figure out what about a chandelier would make me want to date it. I mean, I guess the same maybe, person maybe because that wants it can't to tell date me no. I guess I don't know. Like I said, the same person that wants to date you, same person that wants chandelier. Sorry, I had to. I had to do it. It wouldn't be a show if you didn't take a jab. Exactly, but you know, I I don't know why somebody would want to do something like that but i don't know what about a chandelier you find sexy and turns you on hey to each their own but just because you find it attracted and all this other stuff doesn't mean you that gives you the right to go try to make a a law about it like man shut the fuck up be happy you and your chandelier she may want you know, to be that kind of spokesperson for all of the other chandelier lovers. No, but when you, that's fine. You know, if you want to be freaky and weird, do you. There's a whole community out there. What my point is, don't try to make it a fucking sexual orientation when the true fight of homosexuality and everything else that falls under that category, people are getting killed for this shit. Mm-hmm. So don't you dare try to align your fight with their fight like bitch you attracted to a fucking lamp calm the fuck down you're not getting killed over this so that's what angers me is when people try to align their interests with actual causes that are causing you know a difference in the world where people are really put in danger to try to promote you know equality and this stuff and you got some dumbass Becky. I'm going to keep using that word, Biggie. Cause I'm is, crazy. is that like your generic like attack name? Was she white? Well, it doesn't say it, but I'm assuming so. Okay. Probably can find an article. I'm pretty sure she was white. But Biggie. Just, just, just come in and try to fuck shit up. Like, it's like putting tomatoes in guacamole. You don't do that shit. And that's what Wait, I'm trying people to say. do that? Yes. What? Exactly madness where where has this happened you know exactly who's guacamole i'm talking about (laughs) oh no but (laughs) i'm sorry go ahead 
that is what like like you said you know when it's somebody's fight they wanted it to be everybody's fight it's like no it's some your fight doesn't necessarily have to be everybody's fight unless it truly pertains to everybody or it's to make the world a better place but not for fucking chandeliers bye what's the what's the is is that like the weirdest story you've ever heard of someone being attracted to to something weird or have you heard weirder things um i think one was like oh i'm attracted to my car which i was thinking like they had asked like do you guys have sex and he was like yeah tailpipe you know i was thinking the that's sad that you answered that so quickly i don't want to go down that rabbit hole but i was thinking the um the gas the oh gas yeah tank. the gas tank yeah and i was like mm. that, that gives a whole new meaning to fill her up it, mm, i don't want to know that oh my god come on you know i used to do a you know guy talk sh- you know, yeah. guy-centric talk show back in the day. I know, is, but I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> this is standard for me. Okay. And that's why I was bringing up the tailpipe. Uh, but, oh, okay, whatever, sure. <laughs> the level of cringe is so real. It's, that's nasty. Pero, that's, I want to say that's, that's, oh, and um, the blow-up, inflatable. Pool oh, toys. The, the blow up dolls? No, no, no. The pool toys. You know, it's like an inflatable whale, inflatable. No. Like, someone was like, People do that? I don't know how, but hey. Wait, but that's like with the actual like blow up hole? I don't know. I'm not trying to get details, but that's. I'm trying to, the logistics on that is has got to be a nightmare. Things that I do not want to Whole think. Whole new meaning to free willy as well if it's the whale. <laughs> I love this. I haven't, I haven't done that kind of talk in so long. Oh, my God. Yeah. No. I'm good. What would you say um, if... Have you, have you heard about those real dolls? Yeah, they look weird. <laughs> I still, for, so when those first came out years and years ago, I remember speaking about them on my old show. And, you know, we, we spoke about it for a while because we tried to, at the time, this was, you know, this is like, this was new technology. Like you had these dolls that were very weird looking, but at the same time, very real with removable parts that you can, you know, wash and clean and whatever. Mm-hmm. With... <laughs> Oh I feel like and question that's about to cross the line is about to happen. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna cross. I don't mean, know. I was just gonna say. Let's say you came across somebody that was in a relationship with a real doll. Would you think that was any weirder than the chandelier? Yes, it's all weird to me, but it's weird because I don't understand it, which is you know like everything else. Yeah. So how I feel about most of this stuff my general response is do you because they ain't got shit to do with me just don't try to get me to jump on board with you and then absolutely i I mean but you don't i don't think anyone with the real doll is going to go around recruiting others to join their real doll 
crew. I don't know. But that's just look. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's not like it's you know the 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 religious fools that come to your door, knock on your door, trying to get you to join. You know, it's not like you see someone walk up to your door with their real doll saying, Hey, join us. I mean, they might be a spokesperson, a salesperson, you know, you never know. (laughs) A door to door, real doll salesperson. Not, Hey, not my cup of tea. I am good. Me and my husband, we good. Trust me. We had a baby. We good. Everything is okay over here. I don't need to venture out into any of that extra stuff. Mike, if you're interested, it obviously I'm seems like you are. I'm trying to bring up conversation. Anybody who, is, who knows about this stuff, reach out to Mike. What? No. I'm, I'm not looking to join com. a crew. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let, let's get it out of that sexual realm. Let's say for, and I know we got a few minutes before we wrap up here. Let's say really quickly that for folks that don't, or let's say someone that can't have a kid. Let's say they come out with real kids, like the same kind of idea, but like kind of like a child doll, but for adults. Like to help you take care of a kid, even though you know you know you can't have a kid. Hey, at that point, that that's that's kind of how I feel about people with their fur babies. Like, oh, my dog is my child. You can leave your dog at home, ma'am. I can't leave my baby at home. Guess what? Because somebody will call Child Protective Services. You can put your dog in a cage. I can't do that to her. You know, you can leave your dog without <laughs> using the restroom. Yeah, without feeding it for twelve hours and come back and be like, "Ooh, my dog!" I can't do that. So no, it's not the same. But you know, if you want to have a fake doll and pretend like you know it's your child, that's cool. Do you? Where I will draw the line is if they try to fight for rights of their baby doll. <laughs> My baby doll deserves to go to school and be treated as a bitch. You have a plastic doll. Don't don't take it too far. Yeah, and, and at that point, I would absolutely agree. I'm like, look, bitch, just homeschool your damn doll. I'm about to put your dog. Just, you know when I don't know if you remember South Park where they was like playing football with the baby. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that real baby would end up in the damn gym class real fast. Exactly. So that's the whole rule. You can like what you like, but don't get crazy with it and try to get everybody on board and make rules and regulations. Not shut the hell up now. Yeah, moral of the story, don't push your shit on anybody else. Yeah. Okay, thanks. And lastly, before we sign off, you know, we're both in the cell industry. Um, telecommunications it sounds fancier yes let's use that because yeah it's it's resume talk and in these uncertain times we can at least make it seem like we know what we're talking about in a very fancy way and wants to a hard ambitious lady get at me come with a good offer though because i I make pretty good money yeah you can tweet at her at say what underscore show but um Real quick before we sign off, I don't know, have you uh, been keeping up with a lot of the new phone releases, namely what's coming out this Friday? Yes, the cult favorite is the new iPhone SE 2.0. I don't know if the 2.0 is an official, but I'm going to call it 2.0. No. Well, I'm going to call it a 2.0. All the lovely insides of an 11 put inside of the body of an iPhone 8 with the back of an iPhone 11. Well, no, it's still the back of the iPhone 8 because it's got the single camera. 
Well, it looks like really it looks like an XR with the back of an XR. Yes, yeah, that works too. So, so. I think that's it's a Frankenstein phone, which very price friendly. So if you want an iPhone, starts off at three ninety nine. So mm-hmm. very cheap, cheaper. I want to say, even at the same price point right now of the XR, if I'm not mistaken. Um, super cheap. Great. What's the word for it? Help me out here. Great budget friendly device. Specs. Oh, yeah. Great specs for the price point. Absolutely. So, if you're looking to get an iPhone, especially for the children, um, this is the way to go because you can get them an iPhone with all the security features and loveliness that comes with it without getting that price tag to go with it. I think it'll do great for children. But when it comes to adults, I don't see it doing great things because the original SE didn't do that great. Well, I mean, I'm not going to lie. It it caught my attention. And as someone that's historically been an Android guy, Mm. when they announced the SE this time around, the SE 2020, um, it caught my eye because I said, okay, you're getting an 11 in the body of an 8 at the price point, which has never been met by Apple before for a brand new device so you know if i wanted like a second or third phone that that would be fantastic of a buy you know if someone is looking for a you know secondary or thirdary i don't know if that's a word thirdary whatever for an additional phone look the iphone se makes a lot of sense to me you know i'm not gonna spend you know the nine hundred thousand bucks that you know a typical flagship iphone is looking for if I just want something cheap and easy, look, four hundred dollar uh-huh. iPhone that that's that's good for me. But I contradict that because I know you and I know your your love for technology. So I feel that what you do usually on your device, you would need at least you know an iPhone eleven. I mean, it is an iPhone eleven though. But is it though? It's got the same I, exact hardware processing power as an eleven. But when which you add the amazing. button. It takes away from the Face ID and everything else. I mean, I have an iPad mini. I have the new iPad mini uh, fifth gen. You know, it's pretty much like that. It's got the home button. It's got the touch ID. You know, I'm cool with it. That's why I say for that phone, it's great for kids. But when you're talking about adults who truly use their device and need it for business, I feel that there's a better iPhone out there. And I would agree with that for, you know, if, if you're a professional, you know, looking at the iPhone 11 Pro or the Pro Max, those, you know, in a class of their own. Yeah. But the normal 11, I mean, even when it came out to me, underwhelming device really with what you're paying for it. it. Yeah, because of the XR. So it kind of dilutes it because of the previous models. But if we're just looking at the SE by itself compared to just the iphone 11 class if you're truly a professional who uses their device day-to-day business business i feel that the 11 or the 11 pro would better suit your needs if you're a child or a grandma grandpa who just wants it to use facebook go for it because that's more their speed i'm gonna make a ballsy um prediction and say that this se 2020 is going to be a huge huge seller 
for Apple. Yes, the first SE didn't do all that well, but I, I have a feeling that there's going to be something to this one. I mean, early indications of pre-orders having started last Friday, pre-orders have already smashed Apple's original estimates. You know, and with all major carriers having a fantastic deal on this phone, you know, the two carriers that we work for respectively, it's actually the same pricing. You know, if, if you're yeah. activating a new line of service, this phone's $5 a month. You can't I'm, beat that for what you're getting hardware-wise. I'm going to go against it and say that it's not going to do as well. I think the pre-orders are good because people got a little money and are excited about it, but I think everything's going to fizzle out in a month. If it was closer to iPhone 12 time, I would definitely agree with but that. Is, we're in May and the 12 launches in September. We're less I mean, than four months they're already away. talking about, though, that phone being pushed back due to this whole virus. Apple's not at this early point being able to keep up with part production for the 12. True, so but true. this would be a kind of nice windfall for them to kind of glide on for a little bit until they can get that 12 out the door. They're saying possibly October, November. A true Apple user will not downgrade to the SE because that's ultimately what you got to think of Apple users. And I'm one, but you, you know, you got to think of the folks too, that are still holding on to their sixes and sevens. This is a fantastic upgrade for those. And, this, and those type of people usually aren't the professionals, the, those those people are the kids and the mind pops because they know the button. They don't understand the swipe up motion and how to navigate through that. So that's why I say, I think for that market, it's going to be great. But the person who went from the eight or the 10, the X, then got the XR or the XS max, and then went into the um, 11 pro max will not go to the SE. I, I truly believe that somebody, because it will be a downgrade if you have an XS Max, an X, or an 11 Pro, or you will be downgrading if you go into an SE. And I, I, I there, there is that argument, and I cannot fight that because Apple folks always want the bigger, the better, the whatever, the faster. But too, at the same time, and I have to think back to when I was actively selling in a store. Um, you know, you had some people that, you know, only upgraded to the full screen devices because of the promise that there maybe wasn't going to be anything like the old devices anymore. But now Apple's kind of made a weird 180, brought yeah. back a touch button phone, um, you know, kind of what these folks had before they upgraded, you know, maybe come upgrade time. And it's probably going to be a very small number of people, but you may have a few people kind of do that u-turn no and i i see a small percentage especially when it comes to upgrading because the price is going to be i want to say 1667 and you can get the xr which will be a bigger screen the back of it looks the same and the hardware eh, if you're coming from a six either hardware is going to be an upgrade for you period so i still feel that the sc is not going to do as great as you are predicting. One thing I just think. Because, well, you know, like I said, my store opens, we'll start selling. Um, but you, hey, I might be proven wrong. You know, and I could be as well. I mean, this is all just speculation, but, you know, 
I have a good feeling about the SC2020. I mean, and normally I'm not one to really kind of get wowed by an iPhone, but when this kind of hit the wire and I saw the pricing and I saw the hardware that it had and the features that it has for the price point, it craps on everything else in its price point. And I think with a lot of folks possibly feeling, you know, tight with their wallets, with everything that's going on right now, I think they may be a little boost in the arm for the SE. Um, but like you said, you know, it, it remains to be seen. And But one thing I'll, you know, I'll say real quick before we end off this, uh, end off the show, I feel like Apple maybe, I don't know if this SE cannibalizes the low-end iPhone, so like the 11 for this model year. You know, I don't know if this and the normal 11 are, a l- other than looks, very close to each other. Maybe come time for the 12, it's just the pros 12 and then you have the SE as kind of the starter phone. I feel like that would make a little bit more sense for their lineup, mm-hmm. but that's just me. We'll see. Maybe like I said, people will spend their, they got low, low money and they're quick to spend it. And Apple was very smart at releasing it the time that they did. Absolutely. I mean, they're away and they're like, oh, when them chase dropping? Oh, they just dropped. Okay, cool. We got a new phone. <laughs> I mean, the SE 2020 has been, you know, targeted for the spring anyway, but it just worked out really good with the government releasing these checks and people starting to get them. And hey, brand new phone coming out. So they knew what they were doing. Oh, yeah. You know, and as close as um, <laughs> Trump and Tim Cook are, who knows? Maybe, maybe there was a little bit of collaboration in between the two of them. Oh, there was. <laughs> or as um, or as Trump likes to call him, Tim Apple. Tim Apple. <laughs> <laughs> but that takes us to the end of yet another week of show. Thank you guys out there in the podcast verse so much for listening to us for our third week of show. We'll be back next week with uh, more. Who knows? Maybe it'll be a little bit less of the COVID talk. You never know what you're going to hear. You um, never know. You never, never know. But Wash you your talk- hands. <laughs> And that, um, that concludes my TED Talk for today. There we go. There's the, there's the line I was waiting for. But uh, just a reminder, as always, you can find us on uh, social right now on Twitter, um, twitter.com forward slash say what underscore show. You can find us on Anchor FM, our podcast network at anchor.fm forward slash say what show. And um, that's pretty much it. Oh, yeah, we're on Spotify. Just look for the show name and I'm still trying to figure out what's up with uh, Apple, Apple uh, podcasts and Google podcasts. So information on those still to come, but um, find us on social and we'll talk to you guys next week. Have a good one. We're out of here. Bye.